Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hits. Hi Niall. I wonder, can you look into something for me? I'm just so mad. I don't know what to do. A couple of weeks ago, some piece of you-know-what broke into my house. Uh, the place was wrecked. My TV and laptop were taken. My jewellery and my good coat gone. I don't know why he took your coat, by the way. Maybe he was cold. Maybe it was a cold night when he robbed your house or something. I don't know. I'm sorry to hear that, by the way, that your house was broken into. I was freaked when I came home to find this. I had been away for the weekend and they got in through the back door. I called the guards straight away and they asked if, any, if I was hurt. I said I wasn't there when it happened. They said that they would send out a guard car. Uh, Niall, it took a day and a half for the guards to come and another day for the forensics to come. When he came, he took my fingerprints and I asked him what was the chance of actually catching who did it. He said, none. <laughs> he said, sorry to say, but it's more or less a box ticking exercise. Niall, what the actual you know what? I work hard and now I don't feel safe in my house. There's no recourse. How do these scumbags get away with it? And what are the guards actually doing? Says Sandra. Now, it does raise an interesting question. I was in a similar situation many, many years ago when a house been broken into. And yeah, it does take them ages to come out. And the forensic could two days before they come out. And they tell you in the interim, even though your house has been turned upside down and stuff is all over the floor and everything, don't touch anything because we need to get fingerprints from it. So don't disturb the crime scene. And again, I was in a similar situation and I happened to say to the forensic guys, what's the chance of actually catching somebody for this? He said, no. He said the same thing to me. He said, no, they don't, they don't really catch anybody first. You know what I mean? It's just kind of box taking exercise. And I, I don't know really what the stats are for actually catching people. Do they actually catch people? But there's no doubt that crime is on the rise. Um, and there's no doubt the amount of burglaries this year is on the, or well, 2022, are on the rise. Burglars were quiet during COVID because, of course, they knew everybody was home. So they weren't that busy. But now they're back again. And you really make, make sure, please, that you keep your house secure at all times. Always smart to have an alarm. And if you can afford CCTV, get it. Always good to have. Not just for you, but for your neighbour's house too, because burglars will pass by your back garden to get to your neighbour's maybe, or whatever it is. But the guard response time around the country varies, and it differs. And depending on the crime, of course, Garda will respond quicker. If, for example, if she was in the house when the burglars called. I'd like to think the guards would respond immediately. But the fact that the burglars are already gone, hours, you know, it doesn't really make a huge amount of difference if the guards get there in half an hour or the next day. It doesn't really make a difference because they're not going to catch them anyway because they're not there. I suppose that's the view of the guards and those other things that take priority uh, because we have limited resources. But I want to know what your experience has been. Have you ever called the guards for any reason to ever, or an ambulance for that matter, have you ever called the emergency services? And what has the response time been like? Were you waiting a long time? Or did you get a really good response time? And you're very happy with the service provided because it is a service that's being provided you for crime prevention. The number is 87 8 That's 87 What has been the response time for you? Oshin, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. How are you doing, Oshin? Hey, Noel. I'm still breaking my heart over the girl you had on last night. Oh. I've, night, I've never heard the likes of it. I know I'm digressing. I'm sorry, but I'm still laughing. This, okay, to remind people, this was a girl who said her boyfriend broke it up with her six years ago. 
And I and I was all sad like everybody else. And then I said to her, Why did he break it off with you? Because I went to a party that he wasn't invited to. The Valentine's Day party. A Valentine's Day party that he wasn't invited to that he did and that he didn't know about. And then eventually I said to her, What sort of party was it? And she said, A speed dating party. Uh, uh, the hamster got out of the cage. I, I, but, but what was it? She was oblivious to the reason why he might break it off with her. She was yeah. she was at a dating party with another guy. Hadn't got a clue. Went right over her head. Whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Oshane, getting back to the garden, she Oh, God. Uh, ambulances, no, because I've got COPD. So ambulances, I've never had an issue. Genuinely, they're usually here within five, ten minutes. Yeah, the ambulance response time. Well, you know, I'm not going to speak for the whole of Ireland, but when you're in a city, it tends to be reasonably quick. But I yes. have heard people, you know, when these topics have been risen on this show or other shows, saying, you know, they waited an hour in very serious situations. I spoke to somebody recently who had a son who was very, very unwell. Um, you know, I think he took a seizure or something like that. And he was practically unconscious. They waited over an hour. I'm in that respect. I'm and that's sorry. Dublin. That's Dublin. Yeah, look, like I'm living in Walkinstown, so James is his, by location, it's fairly close, you know. Mm. Or towards water, I've never yeah, had but the ambulances don't generally come from the hospital. They come from the lo- local fire station, don't they? They do, but they have a big Delta Canal as well. Right, um, okay. They've built like a huge big ambulance sort of bay area now, so that's all centralised. Mm. So what do, you, what do you say to people about guard response times, or have you uh, experience with that? They don't have enough guards, let's be honest. No, they don't. Right? And I think it depends on the crime, or, God forgive me, where you live. Mm. If you're in a well-to-do area, maybe they might be a little bit quicker. Now, I think so. I'm, already, I'm already going to speculate. So if you live in Kalini, they'll be out to you in five minutes, but if you live in Fingless, you'll take your time. Is, yeah. is that what you're saying? I, I'm just going to speculation here. I could be very, very wrong, and it's not the people who live there, and it's not the area. I would hate to think that was a, a conscious decision made by oh, the Yeah, correct. Yes. No, I, no, I, no. I think part of the problem is that in larger populated areas, like, say, Fingless, or like Ballyfermot, or whatever it is, that in those large popular areas, they just don't have enough cars. They don't have enough cars. They don't have enough members. You're the stretch thin as it is, as you've said before. Half the time you go into a guard station, there's five or six doing pass. Like I've seen four guards in one car yesterday, right? Yeah, you you're know, pointless. That is pointless. If you go to America, for example, every single police officer has his own car. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. quick, quicker response time, and they're on yeah. scene very, very quick. Yeah, and you've seen some of the stuff in America. If one, if one cop gets into trouble there's 15 or 20 other police cars literally within 5 minutes behind them absolutely They're all, they, they just appear from nowhere they're everywhere Yeah, you know but I, I just the, the guards just don't have the members they just don't have well that's not well that's not good for say you know Sandra who sent us the message who's also broken into and she's standing there crying her eyes out and the guards tells her I'll be out whenever we can and he arrives a day and a half later yeah, that's like what they say to you. You can't touch anything. You're sitting in a complete mess. Your house is wrecked and you're saying, well, I can't pick it up. I can't clean it. I can't look at this for, for a day and a half. What's yes. the point? I might as well just pull it away. And, and you know, I know some people mightn't take it too seriously, but house break-ins is a terrible thing to happen to somebody because it's not just the stuff being nicked, right? You, you can replace stuff or you can buy new stuff, right? But it's the it's the, the feeling of being violated in your own home. They've gone through everything. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what they've touched or what they've done. I know it's daytime radio, sorry, but you know what I mean? It, yeah, it, yeah, I know, I know. I can only imagine. I've never, my house has never been broken into touch yeah. wood. Ever. It's happened to me once. And it's a, it's a horrible, horrible feeling because for weeks afterwards, you feel unsafe when you leave the house. You feel can, like it's it, going to be broken into again. I can, you're nearly looking for someone dodgy. Was it was that you the last time I broke into my house? <laughs> you know, it's like, was that you? Well, I'm just walking but past. I, but I got you? the same reaction. You know, I was told, you know, oh, don't touch that until forensics come out. Blah, blah, blah. Two days later, somebody arrived out from forensic or whatever it was. Fingerprint everything. You take your fingerprints. Take all your family's fingerprints to make sure they can rule you out because you're not breaking into your own house. And then 
I said, I did say to the guy the same as she did, what's the chance of them get, catching somebody? He says, ah, forget about it. Said, they, they just don't. They don't catch people for it. Yeah, sure. And they, know who, and they know who did it because the guard told me. He said, we know, we, we know who did it. He said, they did seven houses here yesterday. On the end, they still won't go and approach the guy and arrest him. Yeah, makes sense. It was it? a particular gang. All oh, right, okay. That, and they move from area to area. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, so you probably heard the other bit of the news today with the prison service. There are people sleeping on mattresses and they've, they've reached, I think, something like two or 300 extra people in prisons. They didn't look at, you know, they didn't foresee oh, happening. Let me get the tissues out, O'Shane. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not, you know what I mean? There's, there's a whole argument about how prisoners should be treated. I was reading an article today about prisoners getting dessert. Says, I, got dessert I got dessert once a week if I was lucky when I was a kid, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, hard labour, chain uh, gangs. Well, there's an argument for treating prisoners well. There's also equally an argument for treating them badly. You know, so yeah. that's a whole other, a whole other argument. But Oshin, yeah. generally speaking, police guard response times, you say it's not, it is bad, but it's not their fault. It's, it is bad. Look, let's be honest. It is bad. We've all heard stories, true or otherwise. But, uh, you know, yeah, they, they just don't have the staff. Or they, they, they just don't have the staff, number one. Number two, they don't have enough cars half the time anyway. And, you know, if something serious is going down, like here where I'm living in Walkingstown, you have the, M, the, the M50. So you'll hear all the armed response units. You'll, you'll hear, my God, the amount of sirens you hear going around here every day of the week is insane. You, th- you think every guard in the country is going up and down that one stretch of the road. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Between ambulances and guard cars, it's nuts. But response times, I think, need to be faster. OK, stay there for a second. Let me go to Brian as well. Brian, you're in Ireland's Classic. It's ready. How are you doing, Brian? Hi, Neil. Not too bad. Good. Brian, guard response times, generally speaking. It really depends on what the issue is, right? Well, well, it should. It should always depend on the issue because priority should be given to more serious issues, obviously. Yeah. Yes, but I mean, if you look at when you would have demonstrations, like to walk the demonstrations, you could have two to ten Gardaí out on the protest within five minutes. Mm-hmm. And if somebody was robbed down the road, it might be the next day. But when, when we have protests, the Gardaí seems to be out in force straight away. During the water I mean, protest, I think there was probably the most amount of overtime guards ever got. That's true, yeah. yeah. I mean, we wouldn't, we wouldn't but I mean, I suppose you do need a lot of guards to keep the peace when you've got a lot of people. You know what I mean? Uh, there was 20 Gardaí out in Ballyfeeham for a week and a half, standing on one side of the road from half the state to half as four. And we were on the other side, Ballyfeeham, South Parish, on the other side of the road. And how many of you was there protesting? There would have been about... 30, 40. See, yeah, well then they do have to have guards yeah, there to keep the peace. happening. Yeah. There was no water meters being put in. Right. So, I mean, it, it depends. It, it, on, on, so I you're mean, saying you get your priorities them. right, lads? Yeah. I mean, when you had them, the reclaim the, the, the streets, you had one guard in the yellow baton and he hit everybody from here to Donegal. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing done about it. So, I mean, it depends on the situation. I mean, Gardies <clears throat> are very good at doing certain things, but they seem to, the hierarchy seems to be uh, directing them to certain, into certain things. I mean, they always say they don't have enough cars, they don't have enough Gardies. Well, they don't. Yeah, but if you, if you start to protest in O'Connell Street or Patrick Street in Cork, we'll have Gardies out in the... In okay, the and that's a, they'll be all brought out in the wagon, right? But yeah. But here's the thing, right? When you have, say, in an area, you know, two Garda cars in a large populated area and you've 12 guards in a Garda station, let's just say for argument's sake, and things happen, you'd be lucky to have two extra cars if there's 12 guards. But 
the, the cars are out and somebody rings up and says, my house is being robbed. There's nothing they can do until the car comes back or somebody's closer to that event or somebody might be, they might be at a road traffic accident or they might be somewhere else. You know what I mean? It's impossible unless we have a situation like America where every guard has his own car and they all have done an advanced driving test. The, 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 we're never going to get to that point where they will have a good response time. What about, do we, I, I mean, what about guards on bikes? You know what I mean? I mean, they would be able to get the situations fairly quick if it was necessary. Like well, motorbikes. Yeah, more. You know, well, not every guard wants to drive a motorbike. Some do, but, no, you know, not every guard wants to drive a motorbike. But, yeah, I mean, they're I mean, not always practical because motorbikes are usually used for escorts. They're usually used for traffic. But the problem with motorbikes is you can't arrest somebody on a motorbike. They're not, they're not much use from that point of view. I mean, you could arrest him and, and handcuff him and wait for the, mm. the patrol car then to come up. I don't, I don't know the logistics of the time management in relation to that, but I did, I, at a part yeah. of my a lot of guards no, don't want to drive just, bikes. It was only just as it put, yeah. putting No, 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 I, no, I, I get mean? what you're saying. You're looking for answers. or ex- You're looking for reasons and you're looking for yeah, how do we can do this better. And I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, generally, as I said, motorbikes is because they're fairly quick to yep. get into. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes there are certain streets in Cork where the car can't go down because it's just too narrow. Yeah. And, uh, and too much traffic. Yeah. That, there might be a bollard at the end of the road where a bike bicycle get through, but a car couldn't. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's one of the reasons. Like, oh, you're, like, you're talking about bicycles as well. Yeah, okay. okay. And bicycles, yeah. yeah. You, you know, I mean, motorbike or a bicycle. I mean, the bicycles we have nowadays, like, I mean, you don't even have to pedal, you know what I mean? Because they're, they're, they're electric. They're yeah. operated ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's not a bad idea, actually. Well, from that point of view, yes, yes, it's not a bad idea. You know, I, I mean, you could get two girls on, on, uh, on, on these bikes, whether it is um, battery operated or whatever, and they could go down, and one girl could arrest the other girl, and one girl could arrest them and stay there while the other girl is doing whatever has to be done, you know, taking statements and that kind of stuff, you know Yeah, I mean? no, no, I get you. No, okay, okay, I take your point, I take your point. But generally speaking, from your experience, Brian, leaving aside the water protests, and, I, and yeah. I, I'm not, you know, dismissing that point, it's a good point, but leaving aside that, do you think Garda response time is good enough? I don't think so, like, I mean, okay. I wouldn't have any personal... Uh, Nobody robbed me house or anything. Thankfully, yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully, this is not an invitation from. But uh, yeah. But but no. But I, I mean, talking to people like generally like that, you, you know, if it's they're waiting too long. Nine o'clock at yeah. night. Yeah. To probably nine o'clock to follow them on by the time they get somebody up to the guard up to say what they have to happening or whatever. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. Thanks for that, Brian. Let me just go to Frank. Frank, you're on Ireland's Classic. It's Radio. How you doing, Frank? Niall, how are you doing? Good, Frank. Emergency service response time, generally speaking, do, do you think... Disgraceful. You think it's disgraceful? Yeah. Okay, and what what has your experience been? Experience last year, uh, I think it was from February or March, it doesn't really matter. The wife had a, a fall at home. Okay. Broke her ankle. Oh, gosh. Very badly. Mm-hmm. Um, you could actually see it, the bone was nearly oh. coming out, but that's beside the point. Mm. Um, I can almost feel the pain thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and she also has very serious COPD. Okay. So, rang the ambulance. More she was clearly very distressed, I imagine. Oh, she was in agony, you know, fairness yeah. to her. Yeah. Um, so, I rang the ambulance, and they took all the details, all the history, the usual, and grand, we'll have an ambulance out. Yep. Yeah. An hour later, 
Did they give you an? Did they? When sorry for no, interrupting you, but when did they give you an estimated time when on the phone? No, as so, as soon as possible as well. Okay. As told. Okay. Okay. Um, an hour later, they rang me back. No, I'm in Cork City, the North City, Cork City. Okay. Uh, so you're not out in the middle of rural Ireland somewhere? No, no I'm not, no. Okay. Uh, they rang me back an hour later and said, right, the ambulance is now in for Moy on the way to you. He's coming from Thurless County Tipperary. What? Exact words. Sheepers. Right. right eventually, eventually, the ambulance turned up. It was almost three hours. Jeez, you could have came from Donegal. But put it this way, I, I could have carried her. Our local, <sighs> hosp- our local hospital, the Mercy Hospital, is literally a five-minute walk from my house. And when you attempted to bring her out to the car and just throw her in the car and bring her down? I, I don't drive on far. Oh, you don't? Okay, okay. Right, yeah. With you'd, you'd always be, I know they say you should never move somebody, particularly if they've broken a bone and they've fallen exactly. like that. But. Um, I was tempted to ring a taxi... But I was thinking then, by ambulance, you might have better service in any rather than going. And well, I won't say walking in because she couldn't. And how? Walk. How? Where was she? Still lying on the floor, like for the three hours? Uh, I had got her back up in the chair. Okay. All right. Okay. And was she? And was she? In, I put was some she... ice and the usual on it. You right. Know, yeah. A few paracetamol things. or something like that. Yeah. Simple things like that. No, unfortunately, because of the COPD, she can't take paracetamol. Oh, okay. So, so, so how uh, is she now, by the way? Ah, she's grand. Did ah, you get a cast put onto it and everything else? Yeah, yeah. Oh, she, well, that's a, a separate story. But anyway, three hours later, as I said, three hours. Turned, that's not good. Turned, that's not good enough, is it? They turned up and brought us to the the local hospital, which is five minutes away, as I said. So, I'm thinking of the logic of that, you know, coming from uh, all the way from Thurless and, and from Moy, coming through from Moy and getting to you in the north side of Cork. And, and therein lies the problem. And just to, to bring you on a five minute journey. I believe, <laughs> I believe the ambulance service contract, whoever does it, when you ring 999, no, it's, I, I, I think it's privately, it's. Well, there is private companies as well, yes. It's contracted out. Yes, yeah. But I believe they have a a response time. They have to send the nearest uh, available ambulance. So when we got to Mercy Hospital, there were six ambulances parked up outside waiting. The problem we have here is... Empty. Well, no, the problem we have is emergency services. Uh, It's A&E. It's A&E. Yeah. yeah, and so when when the ambulance, say, brings your wife to the hospital, to A&E... They have to wait. They have to wait until the hospital take charge. So if the hospital are busy, and they they could be there for an hour, waiting for somebody to come out and put your wife now, in on a bed. You, would you believe this now? Because of the hospital we went to, they put her in a cast, but they don't actually deal with breaks. So it may... How, how could they put her in a cast if they don't deal with breaks? They put a cat just as they did a leg, but she needed an operation. Oh, so they, no, they just immobilised us, yes. Yeah, okay. so she had to be moved to the COH. Oh, okay. So another so, ambulance. Yes. <laughs> and You would imagine that the first ambulance knew that they didn't deal with that anyway. and we, she, we, she's going, They you know. didn't even know where the hospital was. Ah, they were th- never in Cork before. See, this is what you're dealing with. And at 10 o'clock that night... They decided to move the wife to the COH and the ambulance lads who dropped us 
at their first hospital were still standing around. That's the problem. That's where we're at, Frank. Sorry to hear about your wife, and I'm glad to hear she's made a recovery, but the very idea that the ambulance drivers have no idea where the hospital was because it was a different company. It was coming from Thurles and to Formoy just to get to the north side of Cork for three hours to bring you on a five-minute journey seems completely nonsensical. Paul, you're in Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. Hi, Niall. How are you? How you doing, Paul? Not too bad at all. Just, uh, just to reiterate what the gentleman said when I go about the water protests in Ballyfehan and the carry-on with the guards and whatever... Um, I'm a taxi driver in Cork City, and that day of that protest when all the guards were standing at the road in Ballyfehan. I remember it well. I remember it yeah, well. Um, I was walking in the city the same day, and there was a party outside the library. There's a plinth outside the library in Cork where people gather to have drinking sessions and whatever, and there's a, chip, there's a chipper there or whatever. And on the same day, there were six people who don't work for a living, whatever the word, were having a party. And that a guy could be seen at one stage. One of them was naked. They were using using the street, city street and the Grand Parade as a toilet. So no, I'm, I'm not going to disagree. On occasions during the water protest, yeah. the guard's priority yeah. was in the wrong place. Yes, um, and, and it's not. I don't. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. The guard is there to yeah. keep the peace, but I don't think it's the guard's responsibility uh, to look after a private company. And that's what exactly what they were yeah. doing at the time. So, but you see what what it was. They that's only like one step in the ladder. There's, that's like a, it's like a Christmas cake. It's only like they're upsetting the wrong people. Like I was told a long, long time ago, my late father told me that, in the course of my growing up, that you can steal Mrs. Murphy's TV seven days a week, but you daren't steal Doctor Murphy's TV. You'll be stopped fairly fast. Well, somebody mentioned this earlier on now, and I, I find it, I would be very upset to hear that, that that was true. Like, do you think, for example, somebody would be, would the guards be quicker, you know, to go to a working class, or slower to go to a working class area than an upper class area? thousand percent, and I'll explain to you why. When Mrs. Murphy's TV is stolen, she rings the public desk. When Dr. Murphy's TV is stolen, she rings the superintendent he went to school with. I get you. And that's your answer. That's but, exactly okay, but, but have you ever, per, Paul, personally, have you ever called the guards yourself to your own home for a break-in yes. or for something that happened? Yes. And, yes. And, and what was their response time? Being honest, what was their response time at the time? Um, one was about 12 hours. Uh, was a break, we had a break-in in, in the road here. There was 17 cars done by the same individual uh, going back in 2008. It affected us terribly because my late father-in-law was very ill and we had no cars. He broke into two cars, the same guy. I asked the guards who, who caught him to basically, could I, could I, could, could I tell me when he's up and up for us, do I go and explain to the judge that the, 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 the hardship he caused us that that week? And my late father passed away actually later that week, and the guy was done, and we knew nothing about it. I was actually on holidays in America, and my neighbour texted us and said the court case is over, so we came back into Cork, went into the, the, the station in Cork, and uh, asked why weren't we informed about the court case and whatever. No satisfaction. My own car got um, battered in the, at nighttime working a taxi at a junction in, in the area of the water protests by a gang. And I went, went to talk at guard station. Again, no satisfaction. Went to a TD about it. And eventually I got a pulse number from a superintendent because the guard I reported it had, not, had not logged it as a, as a complaint. She was more worried about my tax and insurance rather than my car being battered. Someone that night was looking down at me. The, 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 the stone that the, that the guy threw at me hit the, the frame of the window as opposed to hitting the glass. I, I was dead if it hit, hit the window. That's the truth. Okay. It was attempted okay. murder, basically. And nothing done about it, ever done about it. We don't see any guards. I, as I said, I'm a cab driver. 
I'm, I'm inside in town there seven, eight, ten hour shifts. I don't see a guard for the whole day. I do, well, I, I'm, I'm not the only person to say that. I, I think yeah. there's a shortage of guards. There's yeah. no doubt about that. There's a shortage of guarded cars. They have, and, and in fairness to the guards, and look, you yeah. know, there's always going to be bad apples in every orchard and people don't do yeah. the jobs properly. The majority of guards, I think, do a good job. And it's a thankless job. I personally, I wouldn't do it, Paul. Yeah, you know, but, see, but, see, but see, now, this is, this well, is I mean, problem. would you would you do it? No, no, I was in no. the army for years myself. I know exactly what they do. But yeah. to me, this, this is the, the problem is, now. this is where it gets sticky, is that the people who live at the other side of the law, you know, I know who they are, yep. they don't care about the guards, and the guards know that. So then the guards decide to take it out on the law-abiding citizen who breaks... Because, because the people who live on the other side of the law are too much trouble. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they'll, right. they'll, they'll, okay. they'll, do the, they'll do the job on, on some law-abiding citizen who, who has one misdemeanor. He gets hammered. And the person, you went to the, like, everyone in Ireland, everyone in Ireland should be sent into a courtroom just to look what goes on inside in Cork Courthouse or Dublin Courthouse and to see the disrespect and the carry-on of people with 30 and 40 and 100 convictions. I was in the court, I was in the court, I, I contested it at three points, speeding charge, I got a, I, I got a squashed. And I went, to, I went to three courts about it to see people calling the judge names inside in the court, calling him names from the back of the courtroom, and the guards laughing about it, and people laughing. About I know, it. I know. And, and, the, I mean? and the, by the way, these are career criminals, of course, who were yeah. in and out of courts like yeah. yo-yos. Yeah. And every one of them, every single one. There was a case that somebody mentioned to me yesterday. So I'm going by overtime now, and they mentioned he had 152 convictions, yes. and he was only a young fella. He was like 25, right? And I said. How do you get 152 convictions at 25 years of age? How can you... Like, it must be actually difficult to achieve that. And, and then he only got, like, six months in prison, which he'll probably serve to. Um, and I could just come to 150-something convictions or whatever it was right. he had. It's just incredible. Right. Because, uh, you see, it's, like a, it's, a, it's a game, you see. It's a game. It means, it means nothing to them. Like, for you and me... If we get a park and fine or we get something, we worry about it. But what do we do? You do, and we and if we get called to court, we worry even more about it. Classic hits radio. How you Niall? We had an incident in our state there not that long ago where a guy was caught on that hassle and had driven cars up on lawns and robbed another one and was going fighting and stuff. We called the guards. There were three hours coming. When they turn up they lifted him fair enough. Mm. He went to court the following week. Um, he was on probation, he had a five year probation. The court let him out. No charges, no nothing. Go figure that one. Yeah, well, this is, and then the guards will say, This is why we don't bother because it's a complete waste of time. Somebody else texted in says, I called the emergency service last March. I'm seven miles from the fire station, two minutes from a guard station, and 15 minutes after I called, the helicopter arrived. Fire service and the ambulance were all at my house. The guardie were the last to arrive. I'm assuming it's a very serious situation that happened in your house. The guardie were the last to arrive, even though they're only 15, uh, two minutes away. Two minutes away. The guards were the last to arrive. Anyway, um, and um, they arrived a half an hour later. So the helicopter's there, emergency service is there, the ambulance is there, what seems like a very situa- serious situation, and the guards were the last to arrive. Sorry, it's not looking good for the guards today. If you have a good story, I want to hear that too. Nigel, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. How are you doing, Nigel? I'm good, Nigel. How are you? Good. I understand the guards have to prioritise because they've limited resources, which is a problem for them, and that's not their fault. Um, and sometimes things like burglaries or things that they know they're not going to catch somebody for, your car being broken into, etc., are last on the list. Yeah. You know, what happened to you? Uh, I rang, and basically, I live in a small town in County Sligo. We have a new Garda Barracks there. It's quite a substantial building with a lot of Garda in it, and it was only new. Uh, I rang them, it was about 3 a.m. on 
morning. Three o'clock in the morning. Sorry, yeah, your line is just a bit muffled, Nigel. But go on, three o'clock in the morning, Sunday morning, yeah? Yeah, so I was lying in bed and I heard a noise at the side of the house. So it was a guy, he was on a six-foot wall. You have to speak up, Nigel, or take your phone off speaker if it's on speaker or something, I don't know. Sorry, is that any better, night? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, keep yeah. going. It was, there was a guy at the side of your house. Yeah, he was on a six-foot wall climbing into my back garden. So I rang, I rang the guard, the local guard of Marricks, and told them that there was a guy just breaking into my back garden as I speak. And as I was on the phone to them, I said, oh, I hear him coming in the back door. Right. So it says to me, we've no car in the area, so it'll take a little while to get here. Now, the guard station is a three-minute walk from my house. And there was no and there was no car available to get someone to. You think the guards would have just ran out the door, actually, wouldn't you? At that stage. That is, yeah. Now it turned out it was just a drunk fool, so I was lucky enough. Um, right, but it could have been more serious. It could have. So after twenty minutes, I threw him out the front door, told him to go home, and they landed. So he, he was drunk, and he came in your, the back door of your house. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. As I was on the phone to the guards and told them this. So the, the point you're making is, even though there was no car available, their job is to serve and protect. Their two-minute walk or three-minute walk from your house, they could have yeah. just sent, sent somebody on foot. Is that, yeah. well, is that laziness, is it? I don't know what it was, because obviously there was a guard there, because it was that barracks. Or I was 999 or rang. It was that actual station that I rang. So there was somebody there trying to go and say, yeah. even they could have came down. Yeah, the funniest one I had was many, many years ago. There was some couriers acting the maggot out in the field in front of my house going back up about 10, 15 years ago. And I rang the guards three or four times and nobody arrived. I started getting a bit irate at this stage. So eventually they came about three hours later. The couriers were now gone at this stage. A guard arrives. He was a big lad. I'm not going to lie to you. He got out of the car with a cup of coffee in his hand. In a mug, like. In a mug. <laughs> and put it on the roof of the car. Had a look around. Pulled up his trousers. Got back into the car and drove <laughs> off again. And I said, he actually drove the car with the mug of tea in his hand. Yeah. Anyway, listen, Nigel, I'm sorry to hear that happen. Well, when I say I'm sorry, thankfully it was only a drunk fool, but it could have been worse. But you are right. They could have taken the initiative and sent somebody out the bloody door. Let me go to Tasha. Tasha, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. How are you doing, Tasha? Hi, how are you? Uh, Kasha, actually, is my name. Oh, Kasha. I do apologise. Sorry. Kasha, no, no worries. I have actually few good stories about guards, about fire stations, about ambulance. Uh, one happened actually with me a couple of weeks ago, about three weeks ago, uh, I was on my own in the house with two small kids and somebody get into my house in the back of the door. What, like a burglar? Uh, yep. While you were there yep. with the kids? Upstairs, in bed, half ten. Was oh. it half ten? Oh yes, my. half ten in the evening. You, must, he, you must have been terrified. Exactly. <laughs> oh, come on, go on. I'm laughing now, but I wasn't laughing. No, then. I'm sure you weren't. No, but go on. So, go on. You heard it. You heard it. You, could you watch it? Did you hear the banging of the window or something like that? I thought I heard some kind of noise. And I thought, oh, that's probably the cat coming through the back window. I yeah. always leave the window yeah. a little bit open. And uh, we have a neighbor cat who always come in for visit. Yeah. So I thought, food. oh, that's probably the cat. And the next thing, the noise came in. And it was kind of, you can hear the footprints. Like the yeah, the footsteps of, of the person. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, fuck, that's not the cat. So I text, first of all, I text my friend. I said, there's somebody in the house. If I'm dead, if I don't ring you in a few minutes, you know, there's something happening. He responds and he said, that's fine. Ring the cat. I'm, I'm on my way. I'm ringing the cat. I was ringing 99, no, 112 I rang. Okay. doesn't matter what you ring. Any three numbers yeah. will work. Yeah, go on. Yeah. I rang that and they asked me which service I need. And I said, 
guards. So they connect me to the guards, and I said to them what's happening. I said, there's somebody in my house. I'm upstairs with my two kids. I have scissors in my hands, and I'm not going to be afraid to use them if I have to. And they said, okay, stay there. And I said, no, I'm going down because I don't want them to come up to my kids. Classic Hits Radio. So, Kasia. Yes. You're upstairs. How many children have you got, by the way? Two, is it? Two. How many? Two. Okay, two. Four and eight. Okay. And were they scared? Did they know what was happening to? No, they were asleep. It was half ten. Okay, okay, okay. So there was, there was. Thank God. Okay, so you're up there, scissors in hand. You hear footsteps yes. downstairs. You text yes. your friend and say to your friend, "If I don't text you soon, something's gone very wrong. There's someone in me get me house." Yes. What, what happened? So I I was connected to the guard and I said, "There is somebody in the house," and I'm going down with the scissors in my hand, and I'm and at the time when I'm talking with the guard, I'm shouting to the phone and I. That I'm coming down, I'm coming down, I'm having the scissors in my hands, I'm not going to be afraid to use them, and all that's happening. And I hear one door closing, and then another, the back door closing, so obviously they run, okay. they run out of the house. Okay. Uh, but I'm still You're a brave woman, by the way, Kasia. I wouldn't have been going down the stairs. You're a brave oh, woman. Jesus. You would, you would, if you have two kids at home, and you hear all about it, and you're like, if you, they come up, and my kids see them, and anything can happen. Mm. I saw, in that split couple of minutes, I saw them hanging. I saw them chopped hands. I saw. I know you saw everything going wrong. I know, I know. Yeah, you you, you calamitized the whole thing. And your answer was, "I got to protect my family." And you're perfectly right. Yeah. And like that, I said, the guys will probably be here for another hour or two. I cannot wait upstairs with the kids because who knows what's going to happen. In the meantime, which I wasn't aware. My friend rang my ex-partner who lived just five doors away from me, which I wasn't aware of. But the guard said, look, we're coming down. We'll be there in a few minutes. And I walked the whole house, and obviously they have been gone. They're gone. Yeah. They're gone. My partner who lived five doors away from me came in two minutes before the guard arrived. Okay. I, and now, just to, I live in the countryside. Okay, so they got there very quick. Very quick. Okay, they well, well, so that's, well, that's good to hear. They were very helpful. They came in, they calmed me down, and I mean... I'd say, you were, I'd, I'd say you were white as a sheet, were you? Do you know what I mean? I mean, you must have been terrified. I was puking the whole place. I was shaking. I was crying. I didn't know what was happening. My ex-partner came in. I said, would you please go upstairs to the kids? He's Irish, obviously. I'm Polish. Uh... But I said, will you go upstairs just in case the kids wake up and all that kind of mm. thing. You know, I didn't want them to see the guards in the middle of the night in the house. Do you think Do you think if the assailant had been downstairs and didn't leave, do, would you have had... The I br- don't know. Would you have done it? Would you have used them, the I scissors? Know. I think and Now, I don't know. Mm. I think I, you're, I, I think you're, when you're in that state, your adrenaline probably kicks in. Do you know what I mean? You probably... you're, And, and by the way... You probably did the right thing. I would always say to people, if you're upstairs with your kids and your house has been broken into and you think there's a burglar downstairs, I would always say, don't do anything until you think they're going to come up the stairs. And that's okay. what I would do. If I, if, they, if I heard them on the first step coming up the stairs, I'd be out the door, baseball bat, whatever I had, and they'd be going down quicker than, quicker than I would, I hope. Yeah, but that's like that. Now, just pure look, I was doing something for my child and for school clothing or something. So just... Pure look, I had the scissors upstairs. When yeah, I, I was, like, I don't have scissors upstairs in my bedroom. 
ever, like, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's no, something, by the way, you, like, imagine imagine you had to do that. You had to, and that would have been... I don't. Oh. I never actually thought of it. It'd be on your conscience for the rest of your life as well, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I, I know. know. I know. But Gosh. after that, I actually didn't ever thought about it, where I do it or where I not. So do you lock the window now to stop the cat getting in? <laughs> Down some windows are closed during the day, anyway. <laughs> and have you got an alarm, Kasia? Uh, no, no. I they're, they're, you can buy them online, kind of cheap enough now. I know. You know? I yeah. have. Tra- I I already on it. I'm getting the. You don't even have to. I mean, look, you can pay and have a really good one installed by a professional. Yeah. But you can you go on Amazon now. You can get the ring. They call it Ring, made yeah. by Google. And yeah. you don't need wires. You don't need any skill to put it up. I do this. Yeah. They're great, and they work brilliantly. Now I know, but like I live in, you know, I would never think of it before. I would leave the door open. I know, I know. Do you know, Kasia, they were the days when you could leave your door open. I think those days are long gone, Kasia. Yeah, I was just saying with somebody, mm. I said, I remember when I leave my phone, my cord, my everything on the car. I know. Windows open, car open. Yeah. Three days later, you come in and I will be still there. I know. I know. Sure, there was always a thing in Ireland, and particularly in in around Ireland, Dublin, when I lived in Dublin, that in the tenement estates, you know, the, where they had the you know the, the social housing, yeah. that everybody was a part of a community, and people just left their doors open and yeah. they walked in from one yeah. house to the other and said hello, yeah. you know. Yes. So. Now I have a really good community around my place, yeah. but I live on real. I couldn't praise them enough. Uh, unfortunately, I've been through a, a pretty. Sh- Bad time. Yeah, I get you. Cash, I gotta go to the news. Listen, I'm delighted you're okay. I'm delighted you never had to use the scissors in the end, but I'm sorry you went through such a traumatic time. But I just want to say uh, the ambulance and fire stations are unreal. They are just people, and I know people are giving out about them. The guards are just people. It's like us. We are people. We are. We make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. And and you are right. And I think with more resources, they could do a better job. It's not always their fault if they don't have a car available or they don't have an ambulance available or whatever it is. Cash are well said. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.